I used to not really like Christmas songs because I felt like they were oversung. And I think more recently as I get older, I start to treasure them because of the wonder of what it talks about Jesus Christ come to earth. And we're in a season right now where we think about Jesus coming. And sometimes people don't like that because they feel like, well, he didn't really come in December. He probably came in April, given what the Bible says about the timing. But this is the event of history. It's the event that that shapes us, and it's worth it for us to take a step back and to actually get into our hearts the wonder of Jesus Christ, Son of God, born. The miracle of Christmas, baby Jesus in in a manger with Joseph and and Mary gathered round and and the shepherds coming in, and and, and even if the Magi came in a couple years later, they, they came and star overhead, coming of hope and peace and joy and love, forgiveness and righteousness and holiness and adoption and everything. And, and so today, today, with Noel, the birth, we think about joy. And I've called it Joy Remains. It's a radical gift of joy. But, but, but sometimes I fear there's confusion because joy is such a big word for us. We use it for all sorts of stuff. I have joy, you know, over a good meal. The world and the flesh and the devil, they come in, you know, and they twist what joy actually is. So it becomes something even in the Christian church where we're striving to it. We're doing the hard work of joy. And sometimes I start to think, well, it's what is it? Because it's not the joy of sort of success or of health or even having a loved one say they care for you. The, the joy is not Jesus, others, you. I don't know if you've heard that acronym before. Not the one we're talking about today. We're talking about the specific experience of amazed happiness. I want that for you. I have a gift for you today. It's that. You say, well, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I'm not going to make you feel it. But I want to show you today, God has a gift for you. He does. You know, we've heard this story so often that I think sometimes we have trouble receiving this incredible gift fresh. But it is every day fresh for you and me. The message to be heard is good tidings of great joy. Good news for you. And and it's even and especially for those who are like raisins in the sun, who are who are like you know uh, dry bushes in the desert. Sometimes we feel like life kind of drains us. We're weary and tired and busy people, overwhelmed with other voices. So here's the voice: Oh, that you would have this great news for you. This joy is the opening of a surprise, an unknown, serendipitous gift. Too often our thinking of Jesus is sort of this old thing. It's well rehearsed because since Sunday school, we know the answer to anything. What is it? You can say it with a sing-song voice. Go ahead. Jesus. What's my joy? Jesus. Did he who came down from heaven? Jesus. And, And I know it and it's true and it's good, but it doesn't birth joy in me so often. So today... For you and me, we proclaim a 
Incredible, specific joy. A joy of mercy found. Of God's work for you. Of His absolutely one-way care for you. No if, no but, no proofs of your circumstances in life. Just proclaim from God to you in this book. I want to show it to you. I want you to be struck again by what mercy means because that's where joy is found. And so that's what we're doing. We're kind of going to take and look at the wonder of, is this really joy? So we'll start with the announcement because that's where it is simply emphasized hugely. Here it is. So Luke chapter 2, again, you know the passage probably really well, but in Luke chapter 2, there they are, the, the shepherds in the region. I'd, I think this is one of the best ways to think about joy. It arrives. It arrives and falls on you. You're struck with it. It's not a discipline. It's not a choice. It's not a smile pasted on a tired heart. It's not you having to act warm on a cold day. Oh, it's really cold out, but I'm joyful. It's not even you having to say yes to me when I say, are you happy? My family's going to laugh because that's one of my favorite questions. Are you happy? Yeah, Dad, really am. Like, I'm afraid what's going to happen if I say no. <laughs> It's going to be a long conversation about why I should be happy. No, 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 not this. Here's the example. Luke chapter 2, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. It was just another night. You know, they're gathered around the campfire. They're, they're hanging out together. They're talking. The, the, the sheep are down. They're whatever they're doing and making sure that the wolves don't come in. But it's not like they're like watching hard. It's like they're hanging. And it says, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them. Glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with amazing joy. No, actually, they weren't. Like this radical weird thing happened, and they were afraid, right? Fear. They were filled with great, oh, no, what in the world? The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is the word of God. When the angel came in to these shepherds that weren't joyful and announced that joy was coming. For who? For all people. Guess who's included in that? You. Oh, this is going to be great. Okay, so what is? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And, and then, then suddenly, as the angel said this, oh, this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. So it's specifically, there's a birth that's happened. This is great news of fantastic joy. And so then with that, this song they break out into. The heavenly host praising God, saying glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And then, poof, they're gone. Announcement of joy didn't exactly bring joy. They were afraid. They were told not to be afraid. They're afraid. The angels are rejoicing. But, but what did they do? So it says, uh, that's, that's what they said. Glory to God in the highest. I'm here peace. So the angels went away. And the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord's made known. To, oh, we got to see it. That's not a particular statement of joy. 
That's a let's check it out. So they do. They went in with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger, just as the angel said. And they saw it. They made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured it in her heart, pondering them. But, but the shepherds returned. And now, glorifying, praising God for all they'd heard and seen as it had been told them. Oh, that's kind of joy. Wow, it's real. This is real. And now they're like, whoa. Feeling great pleasure and happiness. Why? Well, did they choose joy on their cold night of shepherding? Shepherds? No. Did they do the hard work of joy? No. They got a present. They got a gift. They saw something absolutely stunningly remarkable. You know, they're they're my kids on Christmas morning. Me too. You get this surprising compliment. uh, Gifts for you. And and, and it's not a gift from great Aunt Cherise who re-gifts the stuff she found in her junk drawer. It's an amazing gift they got. God of heaven, his angel appears and the whole host of heaven singing and they get to see it and they go and it's exactly like he said and they've announced and told them great joy for you and they go away. This is amazing. I'm not sure exactly what it is yet, but it's amazing. It's experienced. This is the unexpected hug from my kid. This is the surprising compliment. This is gifts. This is, the response is joy. There's a particular response to a particular gift. Joy. I mean, it's passing, these things that we take joy in. But it's there, right? So joy has some wonder, some serendipity, some movement, but it's more than just an announced fact. It strikes you. It's experience. It's a gift. And the greater the gift, I think, sort of the more joy a lot of times. Especially this gift. We've got to really look at it. You've got to get it. This gift, the gift of joy. Let's, let, let, let's think. So the Bible is all over this. This is really the main message. And if, if you think, man, I want to read my Bible, you're reading about this. You're reading about how this impacts you. That things like this. This is Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, in the fullness of time had come. It's talking about Jesus coming. God sent forth his son. Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. See, there's a gift, right? God sent Jesus. Oh, he's redeeming those under the law, those who are beat down, and, he's, and, and we're receiving this gift of adoption. This is a huge gift from God to us. Or, or, or he puts it this way. Here's Romans. That Jesus came to redeem. Oh, that's, I'm skipping. I'm sorry. This is Romans 5.15. But the free gift is not like the trespass. The gift, you see. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus, abounded for many. So there I am. 
and I've gotten this free gift. What does that birth in me? I'll tell you what the gift is in this one. It's the justification. It's God declaring me righteous. He goes on to say the free gift of righteousness from Jesus. So adoption. Redemption. Justification. Jesus is a gift by what he does. So it's not talking about whether it's going to rain tomorrow or whether you're going to get a new job or a new car or have stuff. This is a huge undeserved gift of Jesus for me, for you. Wow! Adoption into his family, peace with God, deliverance, salvation, sanctification, justification, a gift. So, so, so that's the thing, right? It's a gift, which means Jesus is not an investment God's not sort of maximizing his return because then you could worry about are you producing enough for him? Do you know what worry isn't? It's not joy. It's anxiety. Jesus is not a transaction. You know, God's not looking for a deal. Like keep up your end, the Ten Commandments or the New Testament commands or whatever. This, then you'd have a serious focus. Like, like let's get serious, you guys, about making sure we do the things that keep God happy with us. And that's not a gift. This is all talking about a gift. You know, Christmas morning, kind of open, open up a present gift. Jesus is not a favor. You know, like God does the work up front and now you owe him. So many cultures work on this. In fact, sometimes our culture works on this. You know, I know the people I've done stuff for and they'll do something for me. In fact, Jesus tells parables, doesn't he, about like this amazing king who just forgives his servant. And he's mad at him when he's going around holding debts of other people. Because, because if Jesus was a favor, then I'd be worried. I'd be thinking about how to pay him back. That's the thing that would consume me. And, and, and no, it's, Jesus is a gift. And the joy is in receiving this gift. Period. Oh, look, you know, it, it, it's true. He, he, he's for you. The God of heaven It's spontaneous. It just happens. This joy comes from receiving this gift. And the best way to get it is to come again and see that the gift is for you. The best gift ever. Jesus Christ himself put it this way. That's what he did. So if you look at Matthew's gospel, look at this real short parable Jesus gives in Matthew 13. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and then he covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field see it's about joy right the kingdom of heaven is like it's treasure and something amazing and undeserved and unexpected and all of a sudden whoa you find it what do you do in your joy over this treasure found you go and sell all this stuff you get rid of everything nothing else matters and you get that field. The treasure's that cool. 
So there's something amazing and undeserved and unexpected. And all of a sudden you find it and, and, and there you go. You got the field. And it's not about being moral and upright. Hey, this guy hides it. This guy who says, oh, he went to bought the field. You know, someone else owns the field. And when they own the field, they have a treasure in it. And the guy doesn't go and say, hey, you know what? I found this cool treasure. Maybe you should have it. No, I want it. I got to have this. It's really good for me. That's what this is, right? So amazingly joyful that he found the treasure. He doesn't care about other things because this is such good news. And, and joy hits him. It's unexpected. It's serendipitous because he sees the value and he's overwhelmed with the gift. And that's what we're talking about together today. Joy has found us because the gift is that good. You say, well, really? Is it that good for me? I mean, I get the baby Jesus is a gift to the world. I got it. That Christmas sort of celebrates God become flesh, incarnation, all that. But, but, but is it really for me? And why is this so? Yeah, yeah, keep reading. Because <laughs> this isn't this is the first. Jesus tells another one right after this, almost anticipating this question. Again, again, still in Matthew, the, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. Who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Okay, so don't miss this. He says again, the kingdom of heaven. But now he, he flips it, right? This <laughs> is really, it's really important. And you've, we've been through this before. But, 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 oh, that you would see it. The kingdom isn't the treasure. The kingdom's the guy, the merchant. God in his kingdom. He's a merchant in search of fine pearls. And he finds one of great value. And he sells all he has and he buys it. He's talking about God's thought of you. Take that in for a second. What he did for you. God gave all he had to get hold of you. The gift is his action for you. What he did for you. You're the pearl to God. You're valuable and wanted and loved. Right here, you are in his eyes. That's what he's saying. Jesus came down. Jesus didn't come down as some esoteric exercise. I wonder what it would be like to be a human being. It says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Went to the cross enduring the shame, right? He, 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 he went for us. The joy is saving you. Jesus went through all of it to get you and me. This is the gift you don't deserve and you don't earn and you can't really even understand. This is what Paul says, right? Oh, I wish you could really comprehend the depth and the width and the breadth, the height to know what? The love of Christ for you. That's the gift. Because if you see it, that makes joy, a particular joy. This is the fruit of the Spirit, joy. This is joy because you receive the gospel. The only way you do it, that you, you kind of you lay down all this other earn-oriented living that we somehow put into it, and you realize this is just a gift. Oh, my goodness. You're adored. 
like God. Now, now, maybe you're already with me today. Maybe you say, yeah, you know, I, I get it. These slogans like Jesus is the reason for the season, they're actually true. He is the reason. In spite of the rhyming that's kind of trite. Maybe you really get the wonder of the gift. Maybe you have joy. Maybe in spite of circumstances that don't cause joy and suffering that doesn't lead to joy and the worldly stuff that's laid on us as substitute causes for joy. And you just marvel at the gift and that's fabulous. And, and this is joy found, found in the babe, in the gift. And it's real and true and oh, may it flow out of us. But maybe that's not you. Maybe all this makes you a little uncomfortable. Because you struggle and you don't think you're experiencing joy today. And so you have entered in and, 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 and I'm, I'm kind of kicking you a little bit when I say it's not about about doing the hard work of joy, because you're doing hard work to get joy. Why are you taking me down, Swanson? Maybe you've received the gift, but you feel overwhelmed or sad or tired or it feels like a push, a have to. Maybe you've, you've thought sort of into these ideas that float, that joy's a choice that you've got to grab onto. I don't know. Maybe your smile's pasted on. How do you get it? How do, how, how do you do it? So that's, I want to spend a little bit of time here reopening this for us. Because this season, and joy doesn't stay. Just like when we have fruit of the Spirit, like peace. I, th- and then I lose it, you know. And, and I love, and, and this Holy Spirit births love through me. And, and, and then I do something hateful. We go in and out. How do I come back? We all have to come back. We all need to, to hit it because it needs to be fresh, right? How does it stay fresh? What, what do you do? There's too much cold and rain, you say. Or in my case, I would say there's too much sun. What do you do? Too many broken relationships, too much sin all around. You might agree that baby Jesus is fantastic, but you don't feel the joy in him. So, and you say, well, well, joy's not a feeling. Well, kind of it is. It's experienced. It's not just cold head knowledge that Jesus died for you. He did. But I want it. How, what do I do? So I want to do a little exercise. We have a few minutes to do this. Get back to the right story, you know. That's a little thing with Christianity for us and so many of, of what we do. Is we, we, we hear the right story. We even affirm the right story. We worship God. But then, but then in our lives and even in the Bible reading that we do, I want you to read your Bible in order to get the right story. So, so read this with me. Here's Psalm 23. One of our very favorites. If you've never looked at this Psalm, oh, you might memorize it. It's amazing. Here it is. It's a Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Is that cool? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. My anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Thank you, God. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's one of the few times in the Bible I don't mind being called Shirley. Because it's amazing. Don't you think that? I mean, you know why this is a lot of people's favorite psalm? David and my shepherd, God is of the balm he is for me and with me and leading me in every circumstance and goodness and mercy following me all the days of my life. And, and I hope this is true, Dax. I, I, I'm not really feeling it today, but, but maybe this is the hard work of joy is struggling to believe that. And as we enter into those things of memorizing and trying to hold on, to, no, 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 wait. This, this is the shift you need. What does God rejoicing over? What's the joy for you? And it, it doesn't start with, with, with the leap to this is me. This exercise is to see first, this is not you. So I open my Bible and I read this amazing text of God and not a single thing that David is doing. He is saying, God, you provide for me. You lead me. You shepherd me. You take me through the valley of death. You are with me forever. This is so amazing, God. And if you're lacking joy, then the way to get joy is you go, oh my goodness, I this is not for me. What do you mean? Isn't it for me? You're really scaring me, Dax. This is David, God's forever king, affirming something about God for David. How come you think you're David? That's the first step towards joy. This is this psalm is one of the most amazing statements of God has you every single moment you could ever have. Oh, I wish it were true for me. But you see, there's a problem. I'm a Gentile pig. I mean, don't get offended. You are too. I'm the guy in the gutter eating slop. Well, God has a people that he's chosen. Well, God has a forever king that he's laid his favor on and he writes this amazing truth of God for him. And I read that and you should read that and go, oh my goodness, I wish I had it. That's the first step. You realize you don't deserve well, well and, and all the ways we try and deserve it. We, so we try we try and enter into the old covenant. We try and go, okay, if I keep the commands of God, this will be mine. Like it'll be a little reward. We already said Jesus is not a reward, right? But I think this way. This is the problem. This misstep. If I do my best to obey God and spend time with him, n- what? Let me just say your devotion to God is not enough. If that's the ground. You are not the chosen one like David. This is not a generic psalm of trusting God and God acting because of that generic trust. This is a specific declaration of God's steady love and good for David. In highs and lows, in every circumstance, leading and directing and shepherding and making good for him always. And is that for you? There is a yes in this, of course. But the first step, if you don't, if you just leap over it and say, well, this is written in the Bible, so it must be for me, you're missing joy. This 
Because this is what the angels are singing about. This is why Christmas is so important. That Jesus, the forever David, has brought goodness and mercy to you. That you can fully and freely enter into this statement. You can. You can. It's, it, there's a yes. But, but we jump over Jesus and just forget him. But the whole joy is you don't get this, you guys. This is not for you. But it is mine. How? How did I get this? How did I get this mercy? I don't deserve it. Yeah. This is what the angels are singing about in the sky. Good tidings of good news of great joy. Mercy has come, not your faithfulness, his faithfulness. Like that's why the New Testament says stuff like this. Here's first Peter. Once you were not a people, but now you're God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. See, in between the you don't and you do is the wonder of the gift. If you don't start with you don't, then you, the do just seems like, oh, of course, God loves everybody and he just sort of does. That's who God is. No, 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 no. Do you see where you came from? Do you see the wonder of Jesus Christ because, because he made us God's people? Joy comes in that change and changes in this story. Jesus, it's one of my favorites. You, you hear it from time to time from me. This, this parable Jesus tells in Luke 18, right? Where, where he says, you know, there are two men went up to the temple to pray. One's a Pharisee and the other's a tax collector. And, and the Pharisee is standing by himself and he, he's praying, God, this is Jesus talking, God, I, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners and unjust adulterers, even like this tax collector, I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I get. <laughs> Thank you for making me good, God. I'm so glad you, you've done this. You, you've made me this way. Therefore, you and I are getting along great because you've made me good. And on the other side, this tax collector. And he says, but the tax collector standing far off wouldn't even lift his eyes to heaven. I don't deserve anything. He says, have mercy on me, God, a sinner. Right? Jesus says, which one gets goodness? Goes away, right, and okay. Well, the second guy. And we take that tax collector who cries out for mercy, and he finds it. Oh, the joy. Oh, the wonder. Look, look, God gives him, God speaks to him and says, you know what? You've got it. You've got mercy from me. You've got favor from me. Psalm 23 is yours. We take that guy. We send him up there again the next week to say the prayer of this guy. Lord, thank you for making me good. Not like other people. They don't deserve you. But you've made me a tither and a good person. And I do lots of good things. Like somehow that's the goal. That drains your joy. Why? Because it takes away from the radical gift. So come back with you to the freshness of mercy received. Because what it means that in spite of anything you've done, anything you're doing, anything you will do, goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Why? Have you heard about the baby? 
He's why. He did it for you and me. We are repented every day from our self-righteousness. The washing of the word is coming back to this story. Humbled again as we align ourselves with the world and the Holy Spirit breaks in and again produces his fruit in us. Oh, we hate sinners. We're not like them. Wait a minute. I am. But I've received mercy. You know there's mercy for you too. You know how amazing this is? That for your life today, there's mercy for you. You know today, forgiveness for you. That's like, oh, you're like, I found something so awesome. That's called what? You got it. Joy. When you actually see it. I could go on. That, let me do one more. So here, it's Luke 15. Okay, let's do Luke 15 just for a second. Every, you're gonna, every story, so I say, hey, read your Bible. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Why read your Bible? Because you need to know the facts of God. Sure, but what you really need to know is this joy. Amazing. So like in Luke 15, you know, Jesus talks these three parables. Boom, boom, boom. The sinner, because, because you know what? All the sinners around Jesus, all these people who are like religious people, we're watching as the sinners who hear about mercy and are so amazed at mercy. So they come to Jesus, the flocking to him. And the sinners are and the sinners are there, and the Pharisees are like, dude, does he know what these people are? So Jesus like You gotta get this. The Pharisees are looking at these people. There's no Jesus, others you going on over there. There's no acts of great charity going on over there. There's no demonstration of holy living going on over there. Not like us. And so what were they doing? They were grumbling. That's anti-joy. They were grumbling. That you can read to yourself the very beginning of Luke. I don't have time for the whole chapter. We're just going to do a tiny piece of it. Because Jesus turns and tells them, My God loves finding my God loves the giving of mercy. Me, I like the giving of mercy. The receiving, not the improvements. Uh, look, Jesus says, God gives a huge laugh and invites everybody to have joy with him over one person who catches mercy. Getting it again, receiving the joy of the unearned, undeserved favor. Again, this is just one of them in the middle, but he says, the guy comes home having gotten his lost sheep. This one's about the sheep. There's one about the coin and the sheep and the person. He calls together his friends and neighbors. This is this is person representing God. And, and he says, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. And then he says, I tell you, there'll be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. You know, I want to so often talk about parables like this in terms of conversion. Like, I'm a righteous person. No, you're a joyless person. You lose the wonder, the mercy. The, 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 the fruit of the Spirit, which, which is yours, and, but it's not yours all the time. And so what a joy and a wonder when you catch it again. You're not re-saved. 
But you catch again the wonder that it's all about Jesus. That it's not just about the commercial presentation of of the baby in a little crib. It's about God become human and doing everything for you. That's, That's what's going on, right? He's talking about how you see God and everything to do with life and joy. And so maybe you aren't experiencing joy today, right now. Maybe you have joy in your stuff, your possessions or your circumstances and and, oh, God's chasing you. And, And when it breaks down and you head to Psalm 23 and you realize that because of Jesus, you have that. Oh, mercy, forgiveness, his favor forever and newness in Christ. That's joy. And you know who else sings with it? God does. That's, that's the Zephaniah verse, right? He rejoices over you with singing. Oh, fabulous. No worthiness whatsoever, just rejoicing. And, and the very worst spot to be, if you're here today, the worst spot to be, is thinking that you ought to have what God hasn't given you. Don't fake it. Don't act like you don't need what you don't have. Stop acting like your life is a reward when it's a gift. Because what you need is a marvel, a wonder, a refreshing, a true hope, living water, living bread, cleansing blood, perfect lamb, and you have him. He came for you. What I'm getting after for you and me this morning is that joy is not something you exercise. It's something that finds you. It hits you. It's a gift, a fruit of the Spirit who is speaking to you the love of Christ for you. And the way to get it is to actually come and see the story. Come and take in the meaning for you and realize it starts with you unworthy. And your worthiness is only in Christ. That's it. The news that he adores you is because of the baby. He's not waiting for you to get better. He's showing you today the word we speak, the communion we take, the life he gives. He adores you in the son that he sent for you. Take it. You're his. His treasure. Read the Bible for this news. Undeserved favor. Mercy given in Christ for you. He seeks and saves the lost. Not just some sort of moral change, but bringing joy. He loves to find you. He won't ever let you go. This is where your hope, my hope lies, because though it might be dark today, joy comes in the morning. Surprising, unexpected, unearned, a gift. And it's Christmas morning. These things I've spoken to you, Jesus says to his guys, to you today, that your, my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. It's his joy. It's for you.